Hey, everybody, Saul Marquez with the Health Matters Podcast. I want to welcome you back to another podcast here at the health event straight in Las Vegas. Today, I have the privilege of having Dr. Jenny Yu on the podcast. She is the chief health officer for Healthline.com, the number one health publisher that drives well-being forward by leading their audience of 74 million people to take action and improve lives. She leads the medical affairs team and supports organization, the organization in strategy, growth, and medical integrity. I'm so excited to have her here on the podcast. Jenny, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Saul. So look, we're going to talk about the work that you guys do at healthline.com. But before we do, tell us a little bit about what inspires your work in healthcare. Yeah. So I was trained as a surgeon. And as a surgeon, you think about the various different innovations and approaches to take care of someone's problem. And I was doing that on a very individual level, but saw all the challenges within healthcare in terms of the access and the costs and education and decided to make a pivot and wanted to solve some of the macro scale problems that is within healthcare. Saw the changes happening five, maybe eight years ago, and then joined Healthline back in 2020. And I want to be able to take that innovative mindset and approach to just think about how then can I, as a leader within the organization, to help really make our impact as an organization in improving the education access and cost pieces that are the current challenges within healthcare. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's sort of the scale that comes with working with a large organization like Healthline.com. And now the opportunity to serve so many people. What are some of the challenges for consumers and patients you're seeing? Yeah, I mean, I think these are not problems that we haven't, you know, that probably is everywhere. So one is as people are thinking about what tools and resources are out there for them, what information is out there for them, it's really confusing. There's the trust factor in terms of there's so much overload of information, especially in the health space. And where do I look for trust information? And what do I even do with, you know, many of the doctors I see, many of the specialists I see if I have a chronic condition and how do I discern that information for that information to be useful for me? So I think that's a huge challenge just in terms of accessing the right kind of information and education for the patient. And I think cost is also another factor. We know that people are having to choose between whether they're going to be able to afford just daily provisions versus being able to fill or refill a medication, especially for folks who are taking multiple medications. You know, our, our studies have shown that 45% of consumers taking one or more medications consider their typical costs very high or high, and that's going to impact their health outcomes over time. And so that is an aspect that we think about all the time. And then really, I think at the end of the day, it's just about how do I even think about the wellness aspect of my life and the healthy habits and how do I actually partake in the healthy habits that make sense for me, right, as a patient, whether I have chronic conditions or I don't have enough time in the day or I'm just confused by all the information. So those are all the things that we talked about. And as you know, healthcare access is also challenging, right? It is, yeah. <laughs> the wait time for the wait time for a specialist the time to a quality care, really dependent on where you live. So all these kind of factors and determinants of health that's impacting the overall kind of American healthcare system, that's going to have long-term implications. We're already seeing that, and it's driving up the cost of healthcare as a result of that. Yeah, it definitely is. And so a lot of these challenges are really big ones. What can be some of the big disruptors, right? I mean, that can help to maybe catalyze change that's much needed. Yeah. I always think about sort of disruptors as being people focused and technology enabled. Mm. And so you want to be able to have 
personalized information education that speaks to you, whether that's through some of our conscious language initiatives. So when you're reading the information, you it speaks to you in terms of the tone, language, mm-hmm. and you feel that it's relevant to you as you're looking for that information. And I think that's super important. And it's about reaching that very specific audience at the right time. So whether it's marketing message, whether it's true educational content, I think at the core, it should have consistency in terms of how we're communicating to our consumers and patients. And that allows them then to feel that there's consistency in the information and then it reduces confusion and it helps them to really take that education and information and make it into action. Thank you for that, Jenny. And just to better understand the model, are you guys working with providers and payers to help educate the lives that they serve? Or tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So we, you know, largest health information property online, and we have a diverse network of writers and editors who write on all kinds of health and wellness and um, chronic condition information in addition to drug information. So people who are seeking side effects or understanding interactions amongst drugs. And we utilize a group of medical reviewers, 165 plus of them, that are practicing physicians throughout the country, specialists, to really then review and make sure that clinical nuggets, practical information are captured in our articles as we write them, but then to also just make sure how we source our information is accurate. Mm. So there's a lot of rigor that goes into it in terms of the information we put out. And then we work with a lot of sort of partners to ensure that their messaging is out there. So whether it's thinking about the topical things like the flu season, you know, COVID going into the fall, thinking about various different kind of awareness months, whether it's breast cancer or Alzheimer's. So we have a lot of content that's created with partners in that space as well. So we try to have the depth and breadth in terms of the information that people are searching for so that we can do this and achieve this because of our scale and volume. And so pretty much anything that you want to search about health, you can find it on healthline.com. Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. And the bottom line is reliability. Yeah and trustworthy information. Yep. I always say we do the legwork for the consumers so that when they land on our page, whether Mm. they're looking at a product that's part of our kind of market content, understanding, say, what's the best fitness massager for me? What's the best running shoe for me? Whether it's a product, a service, or just looking at content that is all medically viewed and vetted by experts. Love that. Thank you for giving us that context. Very important. Yep. So folks, if you're looking for reliable healthcare information, certainly look in the show notes of this podcast, (laughs) reshare it with everybody you know, because misinformation is a big problem. And at the core of it is really just not having the right people behind the content. Thank you for that, Jenny. And so what could bring together different stakeholders in the healthcare ecosystem? Yeah, I think cross-functional partnerships are important. Traditional medical systems tend to be a little bit closed off and siloed in terms of how they're thinking about the bigger ecosystem. And when you think about a health information site such as ours, we're closer to the consumer than the actual healthcare system, whether it's a payer or provider, because they're searching for information in the comfort of their home, Mm -hmm. probably before they even show up somewhere to get care. And so in understanding the consumer in that very upstream stream approach is important in thinking about how do we then think about prevention, wellness, all of the kind of more upstream approaches to even before a patient potentially show up to a place of care. And so I think having kind of that innovative approach in terms of working with a partner company like ours, with other kind of health tech companies and then traditional care systems, I think then we're thinking about the entire journey for a user or a patient consumer in terms of their health. And I think it's important to not work in silo, but 
to work in a continuum um, so that we have a better understanding of what's needed for a person who may need wellness, who may need traditional care, and that it's consistent for how that's showing up for them. Yeah, that's really great. Uh, phenomenal approach. And, you know, we are in an era where collaboration is the currency. And so it sounds like you guys are a great organization to partner with. As we wrap up today's podcast, what call to action would you leave our listeners with? Yeah, we have some really exciting things that we're working on at Healthline.com. Obviously, you know, people know us as being the content and information site. However, we're working on lots of new things for 2024 and beyond that involves new technology, new services that then help people take the right action, especially in the categories I mentioned of, you know, education access and costs. And so come along with us and follow us along for what's upcoming. Love it. And for anybody that wants to learn more, where can they go visit to online and where can they find you guys? Yeah, so they can find us at healthline.com. But our B2B site is also healthlinemedia.com. And so anyone can reach out there to get an intro. We love a partnership in the healthcare ecosystem and then healthline.com for just following us along. That's amazing. Well, folks, there you have it. Dr. Jenny Yu, I can't thank you enough for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. 